All right, welcome everyone to Live Stream Stars. We're talking streams and snaps for social good with Chris Strub. A lot of uh, S's in there. Welcome to Live Stream Stars. I'm Ross Brand. This is the place where we showcase talented broadcasters delivering high quality content across live stream platforms. And if you'd like to learn more about this show and see upcoming guests and past episodes, uh, check out the website just for this show, Live Stream Stars. TV, LivestreamStars.tv. And as always, LivestreamStars is brought to you by Livestream Universe. For everything live streaming, check it out, LivestreamUniverse.com. And a quick update from the Livestream Universe. Tomorrow at 7 o'clock Eastern Time, we're debuting a brand new show, Livestream News. Coach Jenny will be my uh, co-host, and we'll be talking about what Facebook and Google are up to with their live streaming strategies and plans um, and, uh, around some of the live streaming plans for political conventions. We'll get into that. Um, we're also going to talk about uh, DIY mobile video for events. Uh, Monique Johnson, who spoke at uh, Social Media Marketing World uh, on that topic, will be joining us uh, to talk about that. On Thursday, Marty McPatton, uh, formerly of ESPN, joins me for live stream sports. And then on Monday for live stream stars, Dave Kirpin of uh, Likeable Local. He's a best-selling author, and he has a new book out called The Art of People. So he'll be the guest next week on live stream stars on Monday. And all those shows start at 7 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, all the information is at LivestreamUniverse.com. Dot com And so now let's move on to the star of today's show. Chris Strub is the first person to live stream and Snapchat in all 50 states. He traveled across the U.S. to support youth organizations and conducted interviews along the way. Um, it did interviews with people who are making a difference with youth organizations, also talked to actually some of the children at youth organizations. And he wrote a book about his journey called 50 States, 100 Days, the book. Um, Chris you, you probably know him from Snapchat. He is an awesome storyteller, uh, both on Snapchat and live stream platforms, and has been doing uh, Snapchat swaps. Uh, you, I think you call it Strub Swap Snaps, right? Strub Snap Swaps or Strub Swap Snaps? Strub Snap Swaps. But don't worry. You're, Strub you're not the first snaps. one to, uh, to triple. <laughs> well, you actually recently wrapped that up, right? And yes. the new thing I, I saw you started today um, were the replays of your your interviews, um, which is cool. You're always pushing, kind of pushing the envelope and trying new things on, on Snapchat, um, which is just really cool. And so before we get started, I'll also mention that if people want to learn more about you, you've been covered in, in a lot of the major media. Um, there's interviews out there on Fox 5 New York, 6 ABC Action News in Philadelphia. Um, go to teamstrub.com. You can find out all about uh, what Chris was up to. Um, just an amazing, amazing story. And I guess just to get started, my first question is, did you come to live streaming first or did you come to nonprofit work and then figure out that you could do live streaming to to help what you were know what you're trying to achieve that's a great uh, question ross first of all i want to say thank you so much for having me i am super appreciative of the opportunity this is a fantastic show and you know i just i love tuning in mondays at seven o'clock 
Um, well, thank you. It's it's an honor to have you on. You're you're. If there's a live stream star, you are you are definitely it. I mean, <laughs> I I really really appreciate it, Ross. Um, yeah. So I started planning the trip. Um, you know, Ross is referencing the Team Strub journey from May fifteenth to August twenty first of two thousand fifteen. Um, I started planning that well before the idea of live streaming was even anywhere near my head. Um, you know, live streaming, of course, came out last year around March, uh, April-ish, around South by Southwest. Um, and of course, my trip started in May, but the planning for the trip started well before then. So, you know, I had actually gone on a trip, for anyone who knows my backstory, in 2014 as well. Um, traveled around and did some Snapchat, some Instagram, a lot of Facebook posts and Twitter. Um, but the the birth of live streaming and the whole movement really concurrently matched up with my departure on my, my journey to the point where when I designed my business card and I designed the t-shirt, which of course, I'm, you know, you know me, always the one to, to brand. <laughs> um, I've got the I am here t-shirt on. Um, you know, I had the choice of, of going with Meerkat or Periscope as sort of my primary distribution channel. And I chose Meerkat for the primary reason that their logo was yellow and it matched my branding. So right. Makes sense. you look at my business card and you see the little meerkat on there. And of course we'll all, uh, we'll, we'll pour a little out for our meerkat friends <laughs> tonight. But um, the meerkat community was so incredibly supportive last year and right. it was so wonderful to, to get to know them uh, and share the experience of last summer with everyone through meerkat and, and many other channels last summer. Oh, that's awesome. So when you when you got started, you picked Meerkat and you picked Snapchat, right, to do your to do your interviews. Were you on Blab at that point or was Blab even even in beta at that point? I guess I guess it didn't come around till like June till like the summer. So it's probably so you weren't doing Blab. I mean, you were doing like one on ones with with individuals. And Correct. so Meerkat and, and Snapchat were great. Great for that. Yeah. Um, how were you how were you recording um your interviews were you just downloading the 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 snapchat video or uh, i used so much data last summer that i still don't think my dad has forgiven me i'm on my dad's family <laughs> plan with at&t didn't quite think that one through and and so as you mentioned the first man to live stream in all 50 states um the vast majority of that was over lte and 4g and when you're in kansas you know sometimes 3G or 2G. Right, right. Um, you know, I, I recorded the, uh, the interviews uh, on my GoPro. Um, so you okay. know, I, would, I would sometimes stream the, the extended version of the interview and sometimes not, depending on the comfort level of the individual that I was sitting with. You, you know full well, Ross, that not everyone you want to speak to can be comfortable with you know, being on live video. Right, so right. sometimes it was live, sometimes it wasn't. And then the Snapchat portion of it was, was really probably my favorite because it really forced everyone to get to the point pretty quickly, which you'll see as this interview goes on, I am not very good at. So, you know, I would record my my 10 second question and then I would literally yeah. hand 10 the seconds, phone. Chris. 10 seconds. <laughs> I love when you do that. <laughs> no, Brian, Brian Fanzo made me interview him just like that in that same style in San Francisco. And it, it was it was so cool to get a chance, you know, the first thing you see with that guy and he, and he remembers what I was doing. So um, no, I, I would I would record my my question, and then right. I would hand the phone to the interviewee, and they would have ten mm -hmm. seconds to answer. And in many ways, this was a physical evangelization, uh, evang one take one take blabs, one take blab interviews. Right. Um, it, it, was, <laughs> it was a physical way to evangelize the platform to many many people who had never seen it before. 
Right, right. And then you just were downloading those videos, oh. you know, before the 24 hours run out. And that's how you got your your sort of your storehouse of all these great interviews, which you've shared on, on different platforms. Ross, the, the part that everyone saw was Chris gets out of the car and, you know, he jumps <laughs> in and does the interview. But there was so right. much more to it that I spent must have been a hundred hours at least sitting in Panera's. And if anybody from Panera is watching, hi, um, sitting in Panera. Thanks for the Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for the Wi-Fi. But but there were days when I would eat lunch and dinner in Panera right. because I was sitting there for so long editing. You know, I didn't have a mobile office or anything. I didn't have a van that I could go sit in the back in. So I would find a, a cafe, you know, with reliable Wi-Fi. And like you said, you know, everyone thinks that um, Snapchat is so – uh, in the moment, but of course your story lasts for 24 hours and you could easily save the story all at once. Now Snapchat actually changed during the course of the trip that you could save mm -hmm. the whole thing all at one time. I actually, before that, had to save all of the pieces separately and then edit them together. And somewhere around Hawaii maybe, um, they changed it where you could press the one button and save everything all at once, which so would everything that people were seeing like on the day that you up that you were doing the interviews was just a small portion of the response, your questions and responses then. Yeah. Well, there were two separate interviews, like I said. So first we, Oh, okay. So you did one on Snapchat that was like, here yes. you go, 10 seconds, 10 seconds. Yes. And then you did the longer one with GoPro. Yeah. I did the longer one first, you know, because people were more comfortable sitting right, down and right. get that out of the way. Um, I had the GoPro and the selfie stick. I, I got it sitting over here on the other side of the room. Um, <laughs> And that was it. You know, I didn't have the big, I've talked about this at length. I didn't have the big boom uh, microphones and all the, the flood lighting and everything. It was really just at its core, a guy walking around with a selfie stick and a GoPro and a cell phone. And I created hundreds of hours of content. I mean, between the, the interviews, the Snapchat interviews, and then all of the, the content that you can find on my catch for the next 36 hours or so. Um, <laughs> There was, there's tons and tons and tons of video content that was, that really, um, allowed the world, um, to come in and experience this trip with me, which, which made it infinitely more special than if I was just going on my own. So talk about what your, what your goals were for the trip, what kind of awareness you were trying to raise and how you were trying to help these, these organizations. Well, before I do that, I want to say hello. If you look in the chat, there's a woman named Jane Strub. That's my mom. And so, oh. ladies and gentlemen, my mom, hey, mom has made it to Blab. <laughs> Hi, mom. It's wonderful to see you, and I hope you can see what's going on here. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. I got a little sidetracked when, when my mom. No, came no, no. That's wonderful. And um, if you guys, if you guys read my book, you see the very first page. Uh, the book is dedicated to my mom, and of course, this this weekend is Mother's Day. So, everyone, awesome. you know, I I love my mom for everything. Um, Okay, your question was my goal with the uh, the nonprofit organizations and everything. Um, right. You know, I, I want to be able to keep uh, nonprofits on their toes and allow them to tell their stories uh, the same way that, um, you know, we in, on the, the business side and the for-profit side are able to take advantage of these tools. So, you know, for many of these nonprofits, it's not necessarily that they don't want to be involved with Periscope or live streaming or Snapchat. It's often that they didn't have the resources or they didn't have the know-how, you know? So um, I'm proud to say that uh, two of the organizations um, since the trip have actually joined Snapchat. Um, one is, is uh, um, 
what's it called? Youth Rebuilding New Orleans. Sorry, I'm, I'm distracted now that my mom is watching. And the other one is, um, <laughs> is Youth on Their Own in Tucson, Arizona. Um, and both of them have actually seen tangible results from using Snapchat um, because we were able to push. You know, I was able to, to demonstrate the power of the community and show that, yes, um, there are people around Tucson and there are people around the world who want to contribute to your organization who might not check your Facebook page or might not check your Twitter page every day, but they are watching on Snapchat. And I feel like there's such a thirst, there's such an energy, and there's such a desire for these good news messages, you know, that people right. want to see more of these types of things on these social media channels. And for me, it's just trying to push every day. How can I, how can I use my voice and how can I use my influence to encourage an organization or a volunteer or a staff member um, to think creatively, think outside the box and use all of the tools at your disposal and not just think, mm -hmm. you know, from what can I post on my Facebook page today? You know, what can I, what can I do? Right, right. So, so, so for people who are, are may work for nonprofits or be involved in their spare time with, with helping nonprofits, I know um, Mitch Jackson's very, very uh, active in the San Diego area um, with community organizations. Um, and and probably the lessons apply like across across industries. But what what do you feel are the benefits to live streaming? I mean, take Snapchat out of the picture for a minute sure. and just talk either Periscope, Facebook Live, Blab. What would you say to a nonprofit that says, you know, I yeah, we got so much to do. Why why should we spend time on on live streaming? Man, live streaming is a tremendous way to tell your story in an incredibly authentic fashion. Um, you know, you have the opportunity, as Brian Fanzo would say, to look your audience in the digital eyeballs and vice versa. There's so many more visual cues and audio cues that you can pick up on that you don't see in a static image or especially in a tweet that you can pick up on through live streaming. You know, you're watching this video right now and you see, hopefully you can sense my passion and my energy and my enthusiasm right. about this topic, that you see that when I tell you about the kids that are struggling at one of these specific organizations, when I tell you about the, the passion that I saw at NCBI Missoula, or, you know, I, I could name off all of the different organizations, but the opportunity is there for all of these organizations and all of these, these storytellers, which is what many of these executive directors and communications directors are, is to jump on mm -hmm. and, and be interviewed. And as Caleb Maddox was saying today in the show.live, everyone has a television station and a production studio in their own place. Right. You know, and so for many of these organizations, that they'll put out their, their year-end list of all of the earned media that I that they got, not that I got, but that they got. You know, like, oh, right. we appeared on NBC and we were on CBS. Well, now... Through the power of your phone, you can press a button and you can be on live anytime you want, you know, and you're not, right. you're not talking to, to whatever audience, you know, whatever person wants to come in. You're talking to your own audience. You're talking to an, an earned community that is really engaged with you and wants to help. And as you, you've seen this with, with your show and many other shows like the show right. about live and, um, you know, everything that, that we all do, consistency is key. You know, so when you jump on Periscope and, you know, this is very important to remember if you're a nonprofit, you jump on Periscope and you start streaming, you might have one person or two people watching, but those people are very interested and they want to hear what you're talking about. And then maybe next time it's three and four, and that's how it starts to snowball and grow. And, and we've seen that right. with, with live streaming, that the more consistency that you have, the more you're able to tell your story over and over again, 
the more momentum it picks up and the more you're able to succeed. And, and you can see it from my story as well, too. I mean, I've been done with this trip for almost, what, nine months now, and I find myself talking about it even more because the more people that hear my story, the more people want to support all of the organizations that are involved that, that I was able to visit. So you just got to keep pushing. You, you can't give up. I, I've been very, very right. discouraged since the trip ended. You know, there are a lot of times when I'm down and I'm like, oh, like, what did I do wrong? What could I have done differently? And now here I am on live stream stars talking to, you know, some of the, the coolest people in the world, you know, who knows who's going to see this. And it's, it's just incredible how if you stick with your story and you stick with what you're doing, and that's really what we've seen with, with live streaming as a, as a genre. Right, right. And I think one of the things you mentioned that's really key is that the people who lead these organizations are storytellers, right? They totally get when they speak to their board, when they speak to donors, they totally get that it's about telling a story about how they impacted one child's life, the entire good and journey that, that can happen at their organization, right? The difference that they're making, they totally get that. But somehow when it comes to social media, um, a lot of these organizations sort of, and their websites and stuff sort of stiffen up and it all becomes numbers and reports and bills and in the state legislature and things like that and sort of stuffy, you know, annual, annual, you know, updates and things like that. And, um, Really, it, it just is taking the same storytelling that they do at their annual dinner or that they do in, in speaking to their board on a regular basis and translating that to social media. It's the same. It's the same process. But a lot of people are still thinking sort of the old way with 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 live streaming and social it was, media. It right? was amazing to see how quickly some of these um, nonprofit ambassadors and these nonprofit leaders were able to pick up on the idea of live streaming as I showed it to them. I mean, I remember being at a freewheeling community bikes in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I was doing my thing where I had my phone set up on the table. I've got my little pop socket here, by the way. Thank you, pop sockets. <laughs> and we were, we were live streaming. And then she was like, can I give everyone a tour? And I'm like, Whoa, yeah, absolutely. Sure. So, you know, um, Jennifer, she picked up my, Jennifer Savar, the executive director of Freewheel and Community Bikes in Indianapolis, Indiana, one of 60 wonderful organizations that I worked with last summer, picked up my phone live on Meerkat, and I wasn't even the, in the picture, and she was just walking around, reading the comments, and having a conversation with everyone right. who's in the room about her organization, about how they help kids, about how they can help out. I mean, there were people in the local Indianapolis area who were saying, I have a bike, what can I do? And so right there was a very tangible, real, measurable ROI. Like there was someone in the room who could directly help her organization and she was having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with that person live on Meerkat. I mean, it was as clear as day. It was beautiful to see. And it happened numerous times around the country. And, you know, it was tough. It was tough trying to explain sometimes, you know, when you're doing that, when you're using a one-to-many platform, you don't necessarily recognize, you know, how many people are watching and who those people are. But I do remember specifically in South Dakota, you know, we introduced um, or Meerkat introduced the idea of a, a cameo where you could actually press a button. And this was sort of the precursor or a precursor to Blab, where you could actually see each other and have a conversation with each other as opposed to just talking to your phone, which I think made a big difference. And it's a big reason why I still believe, still believe to this day, that in some ways Meerkat has better features and better usability than Periscope. But in 
Um, in Longmont, Colorado, I was doing a live stream. I was playing uh, musical chairs with about a dozen kids and we were live streaming it. And then I said, wait a second, I can now cameo. And I picked up the, the phone. I saw Jeff Goldberg and we all know Jeff Goldberg was in the room. Right. And he was like, give me a second. I pressed the button. You know, we interviewed, we invited him to cameo. And all of a sudden the kids are watching my phone and they see the entire state building pop up. And that's something that many of these kids would likely never see. That was an experience. They're like, whoa, New York City, you know, I want to go there someday. And they're looking at it live. Jeff is answering their questions and talking to them. And I was like, holy smokes, <laughs> this is this is it. This is absolutely the coolest thing I've ever seen, right. that we are live interactively through our, our cell phones, providing an experience to these young people that they would never otherwise have seen. And we're just here, you know, eating, you know, soup and, you know, uh, you know, just here you go. You know, like it was that simple. There was no crazy right. setup there. Like this was it, you know, just your phone. Your, your mom actually tried to call in a minute ago and, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't usually recognize calls cause I'm always just focused on, on chatting like during the, the, the first part of the show. So she's welcome to call back in at any time and we'll, we'll get her right on. Um, but I, I just wasn't watching and it was too late. Um, so one of the things maybe you could give everybody kind of a picture of, because I think it's, it's a little interesting. Um, how did you travel? I mean, a hundred States, 50 days is a, ambitious agenda to say the least how did you travel where did you stay you yeah. know like what kind of what came up along the way that like you just weren't expecting at all just just in the traveling part of it it's just kind of interesting I mean, the first thing the most important thing that i want to reiterate while i have the opportunity ross is um during my travels and anyone who looks back at my catch or looks back uh on some of my other channels uh might notice that i i made a huge error in judgment all summer long um, by often live streaming while I was driving. Um, I also use Snapchat while I was driving and it's been very, very important for me to recognize and um, understand how important a message it is to get across um, to everyone that follows me um, and everyone who doesn't follow me that distracted driving kills people. It's incredibly dangerous. It's incredibly stupid. And it's something that I did a lot last summer. And, um, you know, as fun as it was, it was awesome, you know, driving around, yay, hooray, I loved it, like, woohoo. Um, you know, the, the technology allowed me to do things that I should not have been doing. And although it opened me up and allowed me to have conversations and all those things, I really hope that anyone watching this, whether you're a live streamer or not, I hope you understand how dangerous and how important it is that we spread this message of ending distracted driving. So um, I know Mitch Jackson is here listening. This is this has been like my number one priority over the last few months. I'm not traveling. I'm, I'm not really involved in the space, but um, any opportunity I get, Ross, I appreciate the 60 seconds to, to, to lay that out. Um, to answer sure. your question, um, you know, the travel was awesome. I mean, it was so much fun. Um, you know, I really tried hard before the trip began to get a sponsor. Um, you know, I, I thought I had an in with a, a popular hotel chain. Um, I thought I had an in with a popular consumer goods chain. Um, and isn't that always mm -hmm. the way it works that you think you have that, that in and you don't, you know, and the message comes through right. like, yeah, Chris, sorry, we can't do anything. Like it's just not going to happen. And there came a day at the end of April where I said, am I going to just cancel all this or am I just going to go, you know? And I just, 
decided to get in the car and go. So that's what it was. You know, at the beginning of the trip, it was, you know, find the cheapest hotel I could find. Um, I often used hotels.com. So if anyone from that app is watching, right. that was exciting. Um, <laughs> but as the trip wore on, the resources started to wear down. And I said, I can't afford this anymore. So I started to sleep in the backseat of my car. Um, not every night, but um, there were 14 nights that I did that. And um, I called it the Honda Hotel. Um, I did it mostly right. in, in states where it was safe. Um, although I would say I would not do it mm -hmm. again in Baltimore. That was probably a bad idea. But other than that, it was okay. You know, being up in Vermont, being in South Dakota and uh, Montana, um, just cut me off anytime. I know I, I'm not nearly concise enough, but the travel. No, no, this is great stuff. This the is travel stuff. was fascinating. Um, I absolutely love getting out there and seeing the world. Um, you know, sometimes I, I wish that I hadn't done it all alone. You know, that you sometimes wish you had someone, you know, riding shotgun with you um, to sort of see it and experience it because I can tell the stories and I can retell the stories, but until you drive west from, you know, Coeur d'Alene to, to Portland, and you see the valley and you see the rivers, you know, you're, you can't, you can't sum that up in words, you know, until you mm -hmm. drive, you know, into Denver, you know, you, you can't sum that up in words, you know, there, there's so much beauty out there in the world in those in-between moments that we always talk about how Snapchat is so great at capturing those in-between moments, you know, that you all, everyone has seen all the pictures on my Instagram and from inside the organizations, but all of those hours that I spent just taking it in and, and realizing how beautiful a country we live in. Um, it's been really wonderful for me to, to think about that. And, and you know, especially now in an election year that has, you know, it's very polarizing and there's a lot of ugly rhetoric going on. I think of America as, as the most beautiful place in the world. You know, there's so much wonderful stuff going on out there. There's so much beauty to it. And there's so much more that I want to see. There's so many cities that I haven't seen and so many places that um, I haven't come across um, that, Hopefully, people watching me and people listening to this have gotten somewhat of a sense of how wonderful a country it is by by seeing some of those things through my eyes. That was kind of my hope, but nothing can ever match the experience that you can have by going out and exploring it and, and seeing the world. So, I would, I you know, to answer the question that you didn't ask, I would encourage everyone to go out there and travel and and do something while you can. You know, what, even if it's two or three states that you've never been to. Go out and do it, man. It was an experience that I wouldn't trade for the world. Yes, I'm in a little bit of debt. Would I trade it all back? You know, would I trade it all to have zero debt but not have those memories? Absolutely not. You know, this was this was an experience mm -hmm. that will define me for the rest of my life, but more importantly, will be an experience that I can draw upon forever and ever and ever. Whenever I'm having a bad day and I can look back and think about how I met Abby in Cheyenne, Wyoming, who you saw in my 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 Snapchat today. Right, right. Like today. My goodness. You can't you can't put a dollar figure on that. You really, really can't. You know, and it, it's been so special for me to 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 be able to share these stories over and over and over again. You good if we uh, open up the seats and take some questions either about your trip or about Snapchat or live streaming, whatever people want to want to throw at you. Although I will tell you if, if my mom okay. calls in, I I don't know if it's gonna work. I sometimes she has trouble working the VCR when I'm not at home with her. So I don't know if a webcam idea will, will figure will, will work, but I, I think webcams easier. I never figured out how to <laughs> program a VCR, but I, I don't see that much trouble <laughs> with the webcam on. Board. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, Rachel Moore asks, um, do you have plans for a similar endeavor? Yeah, in the you future? know, Rachel, I would love to. I've, I, you know, I've, I've answered this question before. I would love to. I, I am um, not literally, but almost literally shackled down at this point um, because of my financial situation, which is no one's fault but my own. I, I'm not going to make excuses. Um, I've got a lot of things to straighten out in my life. Um, I wrote a book and uh, I thought that would be, you know, whoo, you write, you know, publish and then there it goes, right? Now everyone's going to buy it. Bestseller royalties coming in, it's, book it's deal, fun, right? You know, I mean, I, and I've sold some books and I know people <laughs> have read it and I know people in this room have read it and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate um, all those people um, who are here. I see Chris Gillentine is here and I just adore that young woman to pieces. I would publicly like to recommend her for a future version of Livestream Stars. I just think she is an angel. Um, so, you know, I, 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 I'm doing my best to try and come up with plans that will allow me to get back to financial, uh, sustainability. And again, I know my mom is listening to this, so I'm sure she appreciates me saying that as well. Um, but I, I really need to, to figure out ways to, um, you know, I hate to, to use that awful phrase, like monetize what I'm doing, but I am in a bit of a financial hole that is sort of holding me back from doing some of the. The, the, the type of work that I, I wish I was doing and, and wish I could sit here at KP Kelly and say, yeah, I'm going to go out and do, you know, all of Asia or all of China or whatever it is. Like I'm down to do it. I'm jumping out of my seat. You guys know everything I sit on black. Right. I'm like, I want to go, let's go. I just got new tires on the car. Like let's do it. <laughs> but if you could find a way to drive to China, you'd be, you'd let's be go. on your way. Let's bring the car to China. You know what I mean? Like, I'm all for 100% whatever we can come up with. But all I can say is I tried as hard as I possibly could. And anyone who's got an email me from me knows that I'm a pretty good salesman, or at least I, I think I can sell pretty well. And I could not successfully sell this trip before it happened. And that's the bottom line. And the real bottom line is I said, I don't care if you don't want to buy this idea. I'm going to go do it anyway. And you're going to regret it in the future because this is the coolest story I could possibly come up with, you know? So it, it's a right, shame. Right. It's too, you know, I wish I was sitting here on live stream stars, plugging the hotel chain or the restaurant or the, the you right. know what I mean? Like it, it feels natural. It feels right that I could be making those mentions, but screw it. You know what I mean? This is the team strub mm -hmm. journey, hashtag team strub, hashtag strub snap swaps. And if someone out there is watching this and they want to hire me to go do something or, you know, some airline wants to fly me somewhere, you know, I'm down to do it. Like let's, let's go. Right. So sure. Like I, I'm down if you are. So when you, when you do your stories now on Snapchat, because every, every time I see you on Snapchat, it seems like you're doing something different. You just did the run and it was amazing to see people giving you good wishes on the day before um, from all over the world. I mean, from as far away as uh, India, yeah. Israel, Italy, you know, um, I, I forget Australia, every, every, you know, the furthest places from the U S were giving you, you know, good wishes. Um, and it was just really cool to see all the different people. I mean, it seems like very simple thing, right? You're just going to watch people say, good luck, have a great run, but seeing each person do it in their own personality and, coming from a different place and all that. It just was really, really, really cool. And I was wondering, where do you come up with the ideas to do to do, to do your different stories and to continually 
do different things on Snapchat. So you never know what you're going to get when you watch it, <laughs> when you watch Regardless Chris's day. Of the platform, whether it's Snapchat, Periscope, Blab, whatever it is, you know, my philosophy on life is let's look at something that <laughs> here she comes. Let's look at something that works well. And how can I do it better? You know, last year with the whole, the whole trip idea was inspired by seeing things you know, seeing the the alumni day of service with Binghamton University. How can I take that idea and how can I make it better? Well, I'm going to go do it in all 50 states in 100 days. You know, I see that that Blake Croft is building an incredible community. And I hear Brian Fanzo, who I trust and I adore more than anyone, over and over and over again, say the power of community is crucial and, and it's the most powerful thing that you can build. So I say, how can I use Snapchat to build an even stronger community. What is the coolest thing that I can possibly do? So, um, you know, I, I know people wonder, you know, the technical aspect of it. How can, how can you get other people to appear on your Snapchat? Um, and the short answer is you have a jailbroken iPhone and you can hack Snapchat to download those stories and, and upload right. them. Um, but more importantly than that, you know, anyone can do that. What I, what I try and do is build that community so that when I ask and I say, Hey guys, like, can you wish me good luck on my run? I mean, I had like 60 people reply and say, sure. You know, and so for me, um, I look at that and I say, okay, what can I do with this community to, to make a, a positive change in the world? You know, wishing me good luck on a run, that's cool. And that's that's fun. And I appreciated it. I can barely right. stand up right now because I'm so tired from that run yesterday. I know Ross was tweeting me about it before, but yeah, a little rough conditions oh, it was yesterday. Pouring huh? rain and 41 degrees. But but here's the important part, Ross. That's just the beginning because what I hope to do with that community is continue to change the world. And if I'm not going to do it on behalf of Heinz or Kraft or some brand, I'm just going to keep doing it. You know, like nothing's going to stop me from following my dreams. And if I'm broke and I have to keep following right. my dreams, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to continue to push and keep trying new things and keep trying to change the world until I'm blue in the face, until they have to drag me off somewhere or until, you know, the IRS knocks on my door and says, hey, like <laughs> you owe this American Express bill. Changing the world is good, but you got to pay for it, you know? So, um, right, right. What I Your mom's having trouble getting in. Perhaps she should, uh, I'm going to X her out and then she can refresh her browser I, and dial back I in, okay? I called that one for sure. <laughs> But yeah, she um she she's trying. Uh, the the first time my dad tried to call into a blab too, it was the same thing. So um, I can now proudly say that both <laughs> of my parents are are blab members, which is which is honestly Ross. This gets me fired up because that's what it's all about, right? I'm I'm so sick and tired of seeing you know everyone trying to think of how they can energize and how they can um, empower the audience that we have here when really the most important audience that we have, and Mitchell backed me up on this, the most important audience and some of the brightest people in the world have nothing to do with Blab or Snapchat. They don't know what, what any of this is all about. So for me, that was the that was at the core of my trip, right? Is that I would go around and I would find people with incredible stories and I would give them the platform to tell their stories. That's what it was about. I was just a vehicle. I was the person, I wasn't the physical vehicle, that was the Honda. But my phone and my channel was the opportunity for big brothers, big sisters in Rapid City, South Dakota, to tell a story that would never otherwise have been told on Twitter, on Snapchat, on Periscope, on Meerkat. And just lather, rinse, repeat times 50, 
and it worked really well. So that's that's what I'm about. That's that's what I try and do is help others tell their stories, even if they're not, even if they don't have anything to do with Blab or Snapchat, you know. Well, Mitch is an awesome storyteller, so it's great to have you on. I surround Mitch. How myself you doing? with good people, like like all of you. That's what it's all about. And I love the fact. Thanks, Ross. I, I'm doing fine. Chris, we we touched base earlier today. You know, you just said rinse and repeat fifty times, and that's what makes you special. A lot of people will do something once or twice, and if it doesn't work out the the way they wanted to, they give up or they do something else, right? And the fact that you hung in there and you did all fifty states, the fact that you've got this level of enthusiasm that very few people have. I mean, that's what's going to carry you over the finish line. We've touched base before about getting Rotary involved, you know, yes. getting the Boys yeah. and Girls Clubs involved. And, and there's a part of me where I want you to reach out to me because you can do it all on your own or you can tap into an existing ecosystem that has to do with community yeah. service and yep. share with them your enthusiasm and your approach, something they haven't thought of before, and yep. then piggyback that existing momentum. Tim McDonald, who you saw earlier today, two or three years ago, he reached out to me about No Kid Hungry, okay? I didn't know what it was back then. And I said, Tim, that sounds great. Let's get our Rotary Club involved. Rotary International is a global organization. Fast forward three years, No Kid Hungry with Jeff Bridges is on the cover of Rotary Magazine, okay? And it wasn't because of anything I did, but it's because Rotarians saw the power in what No yep. Kid Hungry was doing. Rotarians yeah. see the power in what right. you're doing. so. You know, when we're offline, reach out to yep. me and let's continue that dialogue because there's got to be something that we can do. Yes. Right. You got it, so, Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And thank you for all that you do, my friend. I'm very impressed with, you know, everything and I'm in your corner. All you have to do is reach out. Okay. Thank you so much, right. Mitch. And great, great job today on the show. It was, it was great, great, great stuff. Uh, thanks. Thanks a lot, Chris. Appreciate it. Okay, Ross, take care. Thanks, Matt. Mitch. Take care. You too. Hey, hey what's up, guys? What's up, Matt? You about to you about to play for us? Is this going to be the the world no. premiere on uh, live no. stars? No, <laughs> the the audio on Blab just isn't good enough to do that. I mean, it's good enough to like yeah. you know hear me, but that's about it, you know. But uh, hey, Chris, I, I did want to um um you you brought up a point that kind of made me want to jump in. Um, yes. Do you feel like, especially in the live streaming world, that we're all all of these influencers are kind of just feeding off of each other in this endless circle of going nowhere. Do you ever feel that way sometimes? Like, do you get what I'm saying? It's like, hey, you, we all follow each other and we all, you know, like comment and, and interact. And it's great to get to know other people that are doing things. But sometimes I feel like I'm stuck in this like influencer bubble. And it's like, it's like, it's like, we're all like, we're all passionate about blab, for example, you know, and, and we're all passionate about live streaming and all this other stuff, but your average person is not really super excited about any of this stuff. And if you take like even uh, music, for, for example, most people don't buy music, but most musicians are trying to sell everybody music, right? And so most right. people just listen to the radio when radio was, you know, there. Now it's streaming or whatever. It's all free. You know, so how do you connect with people outside of the, the cool technology slash influencer bubble? How do you make those connections and, and, and take your, your influence and actually influence people that 
you know, could be customers or whatever? That's that's a great, great question. Great, great question. Yeah, and I, hopefully uh, my answer will live up to it. So um, if you look back on my web page, um, and again, you know, as, as Mitch mentioned, I think sometimes my approach since the trip ended has been somewhat scattershot. And by the way, my dad is now in the room too. So we got mom and dad in live stream stars. <laughs> That's, that's a win. That's Speaking of people who would never otherwise be on live streaming, right? So um, if you look back on my Blab page, I, after my trip ended, I started doing a series of interviews on Blab uh, with some of the nonprofit executives that I worked with. I did a roundtable that was, you know, go back and watch it after the show is over if you want, a Big Brothers Big Sisters roundtable of people from um, West Virginia, uh, Sarah McDowell, people from Port Portland, Maine, and people from um, Memphis, Tennessee, uh, from Springfield, Missouri. And we had, you know, me and then people from those three states who work at Big Brothers Big Sisters in the three squares. And it was really magical to see them communicating with one another. But I think the real answer to your question, Matt, and sort of where we get stuck in the circle is that we need to continue to show the value of these platforms um, outside of Blab. That's why right before the show started, I sent out a video on Twitter that was like, come watch me on Livestream Stars. I sent out, you know, Facebook posts. And, you know, Ross has been sending out a Facebook post every day for a week. You know, that there is, as everyone in this room right now would, would I'm sure, attest to, or at least I hope, because I, I think I'm doing okay. You know, there's absolutely value to being in this room. There's absolutely value to being here. That's why so many of the marketers appreciate it. They understand it. But we need as marketers to continue to show the value to those who aren't there. So people like Jenny Q and people like, um, you know, Mitch Jackson and people who have the keys and who have these shows um, should continue to try and push and continue to try and explain to these people outside who do have these, you know, influencer spheres of their own. Hey, come watch me on Blab. Come watch me be interviewed. You know, and that's how the sphere grows, that maybe there's 10 or 15 people that want to come watch a specific guest who will follow them no matter where they go. And when you as a, a host get that person on your show, now you've grown the community a little bit more. We can get into a whole separate discussion about whether or not Blab is doing a good enough job of promoting the people like Ross who work mm -hmm. their butt off, you know, to put on shows like this all the time. Same thing with Mitch yeah. Jackson and Jenny Q. That's a separate discussion. I think yeah. the core idea is if you as a host have the influence to bring people on from outside of the space, like my mom and dad, you know, if, if you can interview my dad, you've won because he's not someone who sits on Blab all the time. You know, right. so th those stories are out there. And the real skill is not necessarily, not to knock anyone in this room, the real skill is not sitting here and talking. The real skill is that, a, a, that skill to evangelize and to get other people to understand. And that's why I talk about Ben Phillips all the time, right? The idea that Ben Phillips is one of the very few people who has a normal day-to-day -day job, right? But when he walks into work, he can get his coworkers, don't use Snapchat, to be on a Snapchat because they understand the value of what he's doing. That is a true Snapchat master. That is a true Periscope master. When you can show other people what the platform is about and how it works, that's where you start to break the shell and that's where you start to see real success. Yeah, and, and I think Snapchat is really um, a great opportunity. A lot of live streaming is a great opportunity for musicians um, in particular because there is a little bit of a barrier to entry. You know, like if you can actually stream and sound good 
at the same time, you know, I did that with Hangouts when I was back in the Google Plus days. And, I, you know, I, I did very well with that. But it's like if you can be the tech guy that can actually make things happen in your niche, you yeah. know, that that can put you above, you know, the competition, you know, kind of like a, I mean, a tick on your resume or something. You know, and that's what that's what Brian Fanzo says all the time. You have to stand out. And like Caleb Maddox, the excellent guest today on the show live would always say, use your difference and, and be different. Use your difference to make a difference. You know, I, I specifically try and be different from everybody else. And that sounds so cliche. And it's something, you know, oh, man, be different, be different. Well, I really try and be different. I drove around the United States by myself using Snapchat and Meerkat and Periscope. Like, if that's not different, I don't know what is. You know, so when, when people say be different, I mean, I use my Snapchat channel to display other people. I did 50 snap swaps in 50 days because I want to be different. I don't want to do the same things that everybody else is doing. And so now that everyone thinks that, oh, snap swaps are the new thing, let's let's jump on that and let's, you know, I'll have people take over my channel. That's great. Now I'm gonna go on to the next thing. What What is the next idea that comes up in my head that I can say, I wanna lead the way. I wanna try and come up with a new idea that no one else has thought of yet. And maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. You know, but by collecting all those snaps on Saturday and posting them all in my story, I created something that you wouldn't ordinarily see on Snapchat. Now I've won. You know what I mean? Now I've created something that when you're looking through 100 stories, people will say, go watch what Chris Strub did because this is special. You always have to try and stand out. You always have to try and be different or else you're just going to get lost in the noise. So don't think of yeah. what everybody else is doing. Don't try and be better at what everybody else has done so far. Think of what it is that you want to do and then figure out a way to do it. You know, that that's really what it came down to for me last summer was, man, I want to go visit 50 states in 100 days. How can I do this? You know, what what is it that I can do to create a magical experience? And so, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into the nuts and bolts. I might actually do like a explainer course on that, Ross. Like, how did it actually come together? Like, how do you plan something like that? Right. I think there's value in that as well. But I came up with a plan. And I did it, you know, and that's, it's as simple as that. And it stood out and it was different. And so when Caleb Maddox says, use your difference to make a difference, that's what I did. You know, when, when, when these influencers say things, they mean it, you know? So when Brian Fanzo says, show you care, I try and show that I care. Like it's, it's that simple. You know, the answers are right in front of you. You just got to follow the, the clues and you win. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think every every platform is different and has different potential. Um, for me, I'm okay if Blab, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm okay if Blab never takes off because I'm enjoying just these conversations and the relationships that I've made over the last yep. five or six months. Um, if I was, you know, when I was doing radio, I, I could have over, you know, a hundred thousand people listening and never built a one to one relationship with any of them because. I didn't know who they were, or what they were doing, you know, whatever. So I'm just enjoying it for what it is. But in terms of whether this is going to be a breakout, I mean, this it, 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 the value right now is the strength of the relationships. I mean, I feel like I know Chris really well from seeing him on Blab. And that's the first place I became aware of you. You were hosting a show, I think, that went like all day, right? You were some sort of Blabathon. Uh, yeah, or... I've, I've done a Blabathon. <laughs> I think that yeah. was the first time yeah. I saw you. 
So uh, it's it's the connection that, that you make with people and how you learn about them that goes well beyond, you know, just reading text or, or reading tweets or things like that. That's powerful. So maybe it's not that you're going to speak to thousands and hundreds of thousands of people on Blab, but maybe you enrich your life through a smaller group of people that you get to know well. And then maybe one of those people also happens to be a conduit to get you to the next phase to introduce you to a place where you can yeah. reach more people and playing music yeah. or, you know, so, I mean, it is what it is right now. Right. I mean, if it becomes something bigger, that, that would be wonderful, but who, who, who knows? I mean, it, it's, it's yeah. really hard to say, you know, what's going to happen with blab. Do you have any thoughts, Chris, on, on what the future of blab is, wh where it's going, Boy, I what's going to happen? I know my voice is almost tailing off. Like I feel like I shouldn't be asking that question. I mean, I think uh, a lot of us in the room would agree that I, I wish there was a better um, tailoring of stories and a, a better way to discover good content. I think we're seeing that a lot across multiple live streaming platforms. That uh, you know, even if these platforms don't necessarily want to get into the curation business, I think that's where the importance lies right now. That if if you're, unless you're my mom and dad, and I'm like, hey, click on this link and come to Blab, my mom would never go on Blab, you know, especially when she opens up her, her phone and she sees that the first couple links on there are like filled with curse words and stuff. Like, there's got to be more curation and a stronger way to not just not just clear out the right. noise, but also elevate, you know, the, the live stream stars and elevate the Mitch Jacksons and elevate the Brian Fanzos who are working and, and the cue, the brands who are working super duper hard to create something that's very special that is now just being lost amongst the hundred or whatever broadcasts that are going on at a time. You know, that's why there's such a fight over. And that's, that's one of the reasons why I started the show because when I first came to blab, I didn't like, there's no TV guide for blab. There's no, like you said, there's no curation at that, at that point. I mean, it's better now than it, than it was, but it's like, wow, I couldn't believe how many talented people there were and interesting conversations going on. But you have to know who the people are and where to find them. And it's like, so why not just start, like I thought, why not just start showcasing who those people are who are doing great things with these platforms? But, you know, like you said, it would be nice if Blab kind of helped the process along a little bit because ultimately their chance to break out is with the top you know, certain percent of, of shows that, that, that are I going agree. somewhere, I mean, right? The, the cream I mean, is going to rise to the top, you know, and I've said this publicly. I, I think that what Jen and Mitch are doing with the show.live is transcendent. I really do. I, I do think that what those two are doing on a week to week basis, and there's the key too, you know, that this isn't, this isn't something that you just give up on. You know, you think about Gary Vaynerchuk and years and years of wine library that uh, never paid off, never paid up. Well, look at where he is now, you know? So, I, I do feel like in some ways I've created that that digital trail for myself as well. Like there were a lot of people watching a lot of my streams last summer. There weren't. And my Snapchat, you know, the crazy part is my Snapchat has actually gotten infinitely bigger over the last couple of months because of Strub Snap Swaps. Whereas last year there were maybe a hundred to 150 people watching my snaps every day, which you know, you're working with kids in all 50 states. I'm on the news. Like you might think that the numbers were a lot bigger than that, but I don't think of it that way. I think of it the opposite way, which was for those 150 people that were watching every single day, 
I created a very, very special experience. I was able to, to chat with them and I was able to bring them around the world. And you're right, if there were platforms like Blab or you know, even a more advanced version of Periscope, when I started the trip, I do think there might've been some more magnification. There might've been a little more attention paid to what was going on, but I never think of the negative. I always think of how special an experience it was you know, even if it was just me, even in the states where my phone didn't really work. I mean, I couldn't. It's funny. If you look back, I say I streamed in all 50 states. It was almost 49 because for about half an hour in Little Rock, Arkansas, I couldn't get a signal. So I was there. I was walking to the, the like the presidential library area trying to stream just so that I could say that I streamed in the state of Arkansas and it wouldn't work. And I finally got it to go on for about a minute. And I'm like, oh, OK, we made it. Check it off the box. Let's let's move on to, to Missouri. So, um, you know, it you you always got to think of the positive. What what is the the optimistic way to think of things? You know, there's a hundred people that have been in this room tonight that I am super duper appreciative for, and I can tell you just by looking at the avatars. You know, you talk about that one-on-one -on -one relationship. I know most of these people. I don't think of that as a negative. Yeah. I think of that as a positive that I can pick up the phone and text or call or or tweet almost every single one of these people. That to me is is great, that I know that I've built relationships with, with as many as I possibly can and hopefully more, you know? Like there's, there's Mary, you know? Like there's Dr. Finch. Like I know all of these people individually and it means the world to me to be able to say that, you know? Forget about tens of thousands. Like I'm really, really proud of how far I've come. Really proud. Right, right. Any any other thoughts, um, Matt? No, man. I mean, this is great. I I really one thing that I really struggle with as a as a, a very uh, strategic planner is I is the relationship part. I kind of forget about sometimes. You know, I get into the numbers and I get into the grinding and just you know goal oriented and stuff. You know, and and I'm gonna check out your snaps a little bit more, Chris, and and check that out. You know, because I mean, I, I it's not that I don't like people. I'm just like the scientist type. You know, I just like to be in my laboratory and doing my stuff, you know, and it's kind of uh, sometimes you forget about the the relationships and definitely the one value that you can't deny about Blab and all these live stream platforms, even Google Hangouts back in the day. Um, you do have some great opportunities, like you were saying, to meet amazing people that are doing things and and. You know, it's good to be an audience member and it's also good to be the person up front, you know, and I I've been an audience member for most of my life. I was in the military for 20 years and now I want to be the guy up front with the microphone. And so it's cool to meet a lot of other people with microphones, so to speak. You know, I do a podcast and and I'm a musician and everything. But, uh, you know, it's it's great. And it's nice to meet you guys both. Um, Ross, I think I've already uh, met you one other time. So, yeah, cool. But nice to meet you guys. Thank you so much for calling in, Matt. Let's let's continue yep. the conversation. See you guys. Ross, Ross, I take I take Thanks. I know we're we're up against the hour. I actually have to get back to work too. So unlike most of my blabs where I spend four hours after the fact just hanging out with everybody, I actually have to go back to work. But um yeah, I take great pride in being the best audience member that I can be and being the best cheerleader that I can be. I mean, people who follow me on Twitter see how much I really try and shout out and appreciate and recognize the work that other people are doing. You, do. you know, like 
when I when I swapped Snapchat accounts with Vincenzo Landino, you know, when I did all the strep snap swaps, I wrote a blog post about every single person because I really do sincerely appreciate everything that they all do. I mean, we we lose sight of, you know, Matt is saying like, oh man, we're stuck in this endless circle of you know, marketer to marketer to marketer, but really we're in this incredible, you know, tip of just crazy quality. I mean, Chocolate Johnny is hanging out here. You know what I mean? Like there are so many wonderfully <laughs> talented people and you got to remember, it's not just the people that are willing to jump on camera and whoever, who have everything working. Like I guarantee you, Ross, you could get an even better interview out of my dad who's worked at every eatery on Long Island and, and you know, graduated from the Culinary Institute of America and has helped you know, hundreds and hundreds of people who have graduated wow. from, you know, drug rehabilitation programs. Like you think about all these stories and these are things that are not, you know, the same hundred people that you always see here on Blab. You know, that's where you have to start to think, push the right. limits and don't be afraid to tell people, yes, this is a great way to tell your story. Maybe it's not Blab specifically, maybe it's Periscope, maybe it's some other app, whatever the app is, it always comes back to this. If you have a great story, you should be able to tell it. And for me, and I'll wrap up on this, Ross, I recognized last summer that there were not just all the organizations that I worked with, but hundreds, thousands more nonprofits around the US that aren't having their stories told. For me, I chose to focus on youth-related nonprofits, but really it goes for almost any nonprofit that you as one of these marketers, as one of these, you know, this in, indelible circle that we're stuck in, Go out and invite one of those people who's never been on Blab before to come join you on here and see how awesome an experience it is, not just for you, but for them as well, you know, that they have a chance to tell their story, you know, and if you get five people in a room, they'll say, oh my God, I got to talk with five people from around the world. They don't think of the, the things the same way that we do, you know, have a great story and use every opportunity that you have to tell it. And that's why I'm so grateful to have been here with you, Ross. I really, really appreciate your time. And I hope that this was a, a positive experience for everyone who spent the hour here with us as well. Oh, this was amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks for all you, you've done, for your great story, for your actually going on the trip, not just telling the story, but actually having something to tell a story about where you made a real impact and continuing to put out great content every day and, and just being like a real pillar of, of this community. So thank you. It's an honor to have you on. And, uh, I look forward as I, as I said to Matt, I mean, these, it's, it's never really goodbye because we're going to just continue the conversation, um, over the next weeks and months, uh, you know, across all I the platforms. So. I, I told you Ross, before this started, I want to give you the best live stream stars episode yet. I hope I delivered. If I didn't, let's do it again sometime. Put me a calendar for September or something. Like, I, I love. All right, you know, I'll go back and listen, and if I find any flaws, we'll just have to have you back on and promote and do all that Thank stuff. Thank you so much. And uh, <laughs> if you guys want to hear more about my story, if you go to Teamstruck, get the book. Um, it's a really, really exciting, um, you know, great way to to support all the work that I did last summer. I would really appreciate it. And please feel free to uh, tweet me, snap me, Facebook message me, whatever. I love answering questions about it and everything too. So Ross, we'll do this again sometime. Deal? Thanks, Chris. Awesome. Thank you so much. By tomorrow, I'll have all the links up for Chris uh, on livestreamstars.tv and the video. And tomorrow night, if you're around, please join us 7 p.m. Eastern. It's a debut edition of Livestream News. Should be a lot of fun. So have a great night, everybody, and hopefully see you tomorrow.